0: Sugar, we're going down podcasting a fallout a podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe.
1: Y'all ever heard about capitalism, though? Y'all, y'all <laughs> ever heard about that big old bad named capitalism? Pete did once, and then he wrote this song. Actually, this song's based on a movie I figured out, so I'm not surprised about that. But <laughs> yep,
0: zero percent surprised.
1: Oh. Back to infinity on high, Caitlin. Your favorite we, record.
0: We back at it. We out we back here.
1: Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Cream. This ain't a scene. It's a, it's a <laughs> GD arms race. It's a blank, blank arm race. Uh-huh. This is that, uh, this is, has the exact same energy as, um, I rate sins, not tragedies. <laughs> God. This ain't a sin. It's a goddamn tragedy, etc. On- on going on forth, uh, this song is <laughs> alright. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like fine. It's fine. Of all of their songs to like get incredibly popular and like huge radio play and like the songs that people know them for, this is probably the one that I care about the least.
0: Yeah, I'd say so too. Probably for me,
1: as much as I do think it's it's good and I think it it's spot on. Infinity on high is really good. Just overall as a single, like, it's not Dance Dance. What what could be Dance Dance?
0: Uh, other than Dance Dance.
1: Uh-huh. And for a record that has a lot of songs that sound like they could be singles. But it's all right. He's an arms dealer, fitting you with weapons in the form of words. Pete. Yep. Pete is the arms dealer. I do love that uh, on Genius.com, please sponsor us, the description does point out that the inspiration for Arms Dealer came from the movie Lord of War. <laughs> which is which is great cuz i don't think actually Pete has ever heard of capitalism um now that no. i think about it no. although although this song almost gets there it like it almost like it's adjacent to thinking about it a little bit a little bit
0: yeah it like it 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 makes an attempt a not great one but mm-hmm. an attempt
1: it it really boils down to songs make money and sometimes <laughs> that's all that matters uh which i guess is supposed to be going up against the concept of Pete writing songs and it affecting people positively or being like There's other songs on this record that are about exactly that. What's the uh don't you know who I think I am? has this has those yeah. that that theming and then this is like, but actually it's all about the money. And I think it's like simultaneously self critical and critical of the industry in that Pete Wentz vagueness fashion. Yeah. Oh, that's just the business I'm in.
0: Are we are we getting into lyrics? Because, I mean, the song, the music is there's not,
1: there's not much to say. It's It's got this, like, sort of slow, uh, dark tone building for the verse, and then it goes to a very straightforward, like, pop-punk riff for the chorus, and then yeah. s- switch ad infinitum until there's a bridge.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. There's not a ton. I do, like... I do like the lyric, I'm an arms dealer fitting you with weapons in the form of words. I think that's a good... It's good. I think the first verse is pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Following that with, I don't really care which side wins, uh, as long as the room keeps singing, that's the business I'm in, which is... It's 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 weird because it's like so skin deep that it doesn't actually have any criticism of the music industry or imperialism. yeah but uh it's just kind of using them as as set dressings and metaphors which i'm i that's the kind of thing i get more mad about the older i get <laughs> uh whereas like probably thought it was like super interesting and cool uh when i was listening to this in, in high school or whatever
0: that it wasn't so cynical going forward just because like this first opening line or this first opening verse does feel like it would be building into something good mm-hmm. and then or like it feels like it's like you know it's not the critique yet but it could be and then it's just not
1: yeah no then it, it kind of becomes more of a it's the artist's fault in the second
0: verse
1: mm-hmm. when uh when, when we get into that Papa parties But, um, it's, (laughs) I I do think the first verse, like the first verse through the first chorus is like really strong. And then the second verse is just kind of (laughs) meandering.
0: Yeah. I feel like it starts to get a little, like, I like the chorus, but I feel like that's where it kind of starts to get away from the critique and more gets into like that, like what you were kind of saying about it being on the artist. Mm
1: hmm. Which is interesting, because when you say that it's the artist's fault, and then you don't do anything different yourself, what exactly are you making a song about, Pete?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, what is this, really?
1: What is this, Pete? <laughs> oh, but yeah, criticizing the uh, the quote-unquote emo scene, which is always a weird conversation in itself of what things, called, what, what things are called emo, what things are technically emo, based on the er- origination of the term, yada yada, who gives a shit. We we know what scene they're talking about because it's Fallout Boy. It's the scene that kind of ended up being built around them and uh Panic at the Disco and similar acts. But oh well. It doesn't really matter which side wins.
0: As long as the room keeps singing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the business we're in. Uh this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. They censored the goddamn in the in the For some video. Reason. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do people, is that still a thing? I don't listen to the radio anymore. But I, I know, think like, it is. Before, like, I know, like, a lot of things get censored, but, like, um, Goddamn is always one that I just assumed was because it was taking the Lord's name in vain. Because <laughs> I would hear this on the radio when I was, like, in middle school, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, be, and, like, that and uh, I Write Sins were both, like, they censored out the God and yeah. the Goddamn. This one just censors out, I think, the whole word.
0: Yeah, it censors both.
1: Which is weird, but the yeah. same scene. It's an arms race.
0: It's a doot do arms race.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a newt newt arms race. <laughs> Fallout Fall Boy featuring Pingu. Uh, God. Uh, I actually, I do like the last line of the pre-chorus. Of, after he says it in the scene, it's a like, goddamn arms race three times. He says, I'm not a shoulder to cry on, but I digress. But I digress. His, uh, The vocal delivery of the word digress is something I like a lot. Yeah, um,
0: I agree. I like that part so, so much. Like I said, I really dig it up through. I mean, like I like the chorus. I think it's good lyricism, but I think that's where the message starts to slip a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think sonically it doesn't really, you know, it's not particularly hard hitting either. It just mm-hmm. is a very straightforward chugga-chugga-choo-choo-choo <laughs> pop-punk song. I'm a leading man. And the lies I weave are oh so intricate, ooh ooh ooh, oh so intricate. Which I, I think Patrick's voice delivers really strongly. Um, I don't know if it's Pat or Pete doing the the background vocals of the ooh ooh. In ooh. the
0: video, they make it look like it's Pete, but Pete, I don't know if that's actually. Yeah, Pete the case mouths it in, in the video,
1: but whoomst. Who I actually let me. Uh, background vocals just says everybody, including <laughs> Butch Walker, <laughs> and uh, notably not Patrick. So. That's Weird. interesting. Pete, Joe, Butch Walker, Sophia Tufa, and Lindsay Bulafarb. All right. Who are you, Lindsay? Who? Cool. I don't know. Look, they their writing credits include this, Hum Hallelujah, and two songs by Superfruit.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of Superfruit before, but that's a great name.
1: It is. What's the rest of the chorus say? Oh, just that again. <laughs> it's just the same
0: thing again, yeah
1: times two uh it sounds good like it's it's it uh it's weird like i f- I wish the switching between the two tones did anything like we're just um as much as this is like one of the more iconic fallout boy songs like we're coming on the heels of irresistible in which i thought the changing of tone between the verse and chorus impacted what it was talking about a lot and i don't feel that way about this at all <laughs> It, yeah, it it sets that darker tone, and then it does this punk rock chorus where he yells about lying and being a lead in some sort of production,
0: some kind of film, perhaps, perhaps,
1: perhaps a Lord of War, Pete. <laughs> but um, but I just don't think it like it's it's there's no meaning. It's just sound, which I it's it's fine in a lot of cases because it doesn't sound bad. It's just it's just. They decided to do the punk rock chorus and the dark sounding song. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's all right.
1: Oh, uh, According to this MTV interview, uh, Pete Wentz refers to the song as kind of a tongue in cheek look at the way we are so addicted and obsessed with new arts, cultures, and loves. That's interesting considering the video. Uh, to the <laughs> point where it just becomes oversaturated. I think people are going to read into it what they will. Yes, we will, Pete. <laughs> In the back of my head, it's a call to arms, but not, in the traditional sense, uh, more in the way that you sometimes need to just talk to yourself in the mirror. And then, I guess, change nothing about yourself, (laughs) is what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Like, I get what he's saying, but it's just kind of weird to, like, this is a thing I thought about, not really a thing that he's taking to heart. Or maybe it's... Maybe he does, but in like the opposite direction where he's just like, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean into the over-the-top production shit because we do get Folly Ado next.
0: True. True, true. Hmm.
1: So maybe it's just not uh, viewing it as a problem to fix, but just like a thing he has observed and will um take into account <laughs> in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of frustrating. But
1: yeah, it's 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 the line of walking. It was like not every time Pete talks about something, is it going to be him saying thing bad? Uh, It's just if the thing happens to be bad, I wish that's what he was saying.
0: Yeah, I guess that's always my thing of like, if you're going to talk about thing and thing bad, and also it kind of sounds like you want to say thing bad. I wish you would just say it.
1: Mm -hmm. Pete is notorious for fence sitting in the history of this podcast, at least. Yep. In, in uh, in our perception of things, um, but yeah, it, I think, I, I think some of that criticism from from me comes from how much it probably accidentally is criticizing the capitalism of music industry and taking advantage of like teens who consume mm-hmm. the media without the uh thought going into what they are consuming and what you are putting out that they are eating up, which is a thing that we've talked about a lot on the show. It's there's a Bo Burnham song about it, so you know it's bad uh but yeah i um the thing is the song isn't really about that it's like kind of introspective but it doesn't seem to explicitly think thing bad so much as thing could be bad thing exists but not me i'm good right a little bit like it kind of feels like that
0: yeah and it kind of feels like it almost feels like devil's advocate like thing bad question mark maybe maybe not
1: uh-huh what if thing bad Thing exists is it bad? Could be bad. Can be bad. If if if, it's po- if Pete is posing it as the thing can be bad, I'm going I'm even more mad about what the video is. The video uh does a, <laughs> does a lot of things I don't like. Yeah. Uh and of course puts Pete at the center of it. But uh it's I don't know. It's just it's I hate to say it's a slippery slope, but like <laughs> Pete is accidentally criticizing something and i'm like that should be criticized and then it kind of steers away into it being a problem but not pointing fingers at the self and pointing fingers at um other parties it's just i don't know it's a mess is what it is
0: <laughs> yep it's a big old mess
1: i don't like the the sentiment of people will read into it what they will as a Wiping my hands of what it means. Yeah,
0: it's like, because I mean, like, yeah, that's how media works. But also, like, you had an intent, my guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. People's relationships to the things they make are complicated. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing until after it's happened.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's, like, completely valid. But also, when it comes to Pete, I don't know that I can, like, be that charitable.
1: No, because Pete's problems are consistent for over... Yeah. However, yeah. like, what is it, almost 20 years they've been doing this, and we... We have these criticisms of every era of Pete's writing, so like, the time for self-reflection has come and gone, and come and gone, and come and gone again. Uh, Mitski voice, big and small, big and small, but um, uh, alas, let's talk about what we don't like about verse two, (laughs) lyrically.
0: Given up, you're looking pretty sinking. But the real bombshells have already sunk. Prima Donna's of the gutter. What?
1: Cool, bud.
0: Yeah. This is where it kind of loses the thread for me, where I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the gospel on giving up is referred to. Laira is referring to. Yeah. What exactly have you given up? Because in the lyrics... After that, seem to turn critical into. I would assume the consumer.
0: Yeah, I guess. Also, too the the addition of like the the background, or they're not background vocals, but like the the vocals in between the lines that are in italics and that like in the song are like they're not whispered, but they're softer.
1: Yeah, they're softer. They're mixed differently, and they're kind of a little bit behind uh, the lead vocals.
0: Yeah, like, it's an interesting shift, and I don't really, like, two different things are happening, and that's fine, I just don't really know how they're, like, connected in any way, like, mus- like musically or thematically.
1: Yeah, because, like, you're looking pretty sinking, but the real bombshells have already sunk, prima donnas of the gutter, that's a complete thought, that is in no way connected to the gospel on giving up, I don't think, or at least it, I just can't connect the dots, unless sinking and giving up are the same thing in this context.
0: I guess, well, and I, I was connecting, like, you're looking pretty sinking pre-Madonna's of the gutter, and I wrote the gospel on giving up, but the real bombshells have already sunk.
1: That could be, it, it's it's mixed to convey that sort of reading.
0: Yeah, and so, like, which I think those two, like, they kind of make more sense in that way, but it's still, like, I don't know, I just, like, especially because it's only those two lines that are in the background, and then, like, the rest is all kind of, like, at the front,
1: this seems, I think, uh, the way that this is reading, uh, verse one, the I don't really care, which side wins is, mm-hmm. is written in that same sort of italics. I don't, yeah. I'd have to pull it up again to see if it's actually mixed the same way. Cause I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, it seems to be just like, it, it really strikes me as we just wanted more words in this verse. Yeah. Um, so we mixed it. So it sounded fine, even though Patrick's like ending a line while the next one starts. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it actually carries any uh, meaning. No. It's just sound.
0: It's just weird. And I mean like I there's nothing wrong with doing something just cuz it sounds cool. I guess it's one of those things where I don't Absolutely it's annoying. not. We
1: we would be making a bad pop music uh podcast if we <laughs> if we didn't realize that.
0: No, but I guess my thing is more of like I don't like that they mixed it to make it sound like it means something. Yeah. When in reality I think it was just for the funsies of it.
1: Yeah, and in, in a song that seems to be very clearly about things um, and that being kind of where Pete is at with his lyricism and, like, the, the band is kind of at with their lyricism, like, this is... I don't remember the order of the singles. I'd have to check. But, like, this is the era of Take Over the Breaks Over. And, like, things mean things right now. <laughs> as, as like it, I would say that started on um whatever the... Cork Tree, that one. It's, like, Cork Tree is where they started to really hit this era of, like, Pete writing things with the intent to be read into yeah and people uh, did we're still doing it
0: and then now he's bitching about it and has mm-hmm. been bitching about it
1: kind of it's it, it really is it's like you pick know, a lane so, pete yes <laughs> it, yeah if you're gonna make a thing it's going to be interpreted and i don't know I, he's probably come to terms with it more now because like these interviews are probably from when they were coming out yeah and he's like He's clearly at odds with his fame for the majority of pre-hiatus Fallout Boy's career. So, I don't know.
0: Video games are art, except when you criticize them.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost like art criticism is a thing that exists.
0: Almost. (laughs) Almost. It's almost as if people have conflicting feelings on how you should interpret
1: media. Mm Mm-hmm. And among that being the people who made it, who just assume they're right. Anyways, um, uh, the second verse has two more lines. Uh, At night, we're painting your trash gold while you sleep, crashing not like hips or cars, no, more but like parties. The same. Parties. I do like the painting your trash gold while you sleep lyric in terms of like them describing what they do as like just consumption for consumption's sake
0: yeah and like trying to make trying to make garbo look like gold, really I mean it's pretty- yeah
1: or uh like the 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 possessiveness of your trash gold being like we're making songs about things that bother you and turning them into these big uh songs that go gold or platinum or whatever, yeah or um, even
0: like we're making these songs about things that you don't think are like worthwhile,
1: mhm- yeah if yeah, if they're like pointing that finger at the industry and being like, i'm talking about uh relationships and making money. <laughs> which is a weird criticism because like the Beatles existed. So like clearly that yeah. shit is profitable. But alas, that that I would assume it's more uh fingers pointed at the consumer. Um again, because like, you know, four tracks later on this record or five tracks later yet don't you know who I think I am which t- we want to make songs for you to listen to uh and you to have positive responses to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, who Who knows?
0: Who could say?
1: Multiple things can be true. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the pre-chorus does, does it again, but this time the last line, uh, bandwagon's full, please catch another, which is another interest. It's just about the scene. It's just about the scene is all it is. Yeah. It's just this scene is at capacity. Stop trying to...
0: Stop trying to get in here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, maybe that's probably pointing it like hey we this is profitable because me and brendan yuri are fucking making bank uh to this day uh but like other people sort of jumping on that trend for the sake of making money if they're critical of that i guess that's yeah i don't know
0: well and i was almost wondering if it was like critical of like like the fandom you know like
1: what, do you want people to stop listening to your music, Pete? Yeah, that's
0: always kind of what I've wondered, just because it's like... Because, you know, bandwagon generally refers to, like, folks who consume the thing. Yeah. And so I, I always was, like, kind of weirded out by that. I was like, so do you want people to not listen yeah, to you? Or like, like, do you, like, you not want a bigger
1: audience? It's too late. It's... You you missed your window. Only the OG fans are allowed, which, uh like... What's interesting is they probably still play that song and that sentiment has to be so fucking lost in in the nature of what Fall Out Boy looks like in
0: 2019.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's people back there that are like, "Hey, emo Pete, come home, please." But no, no, emo Pete is is long and forgotten. I, he'll always be a little emo. You can take you can take the Pete out of the emo, but you can't take the emo out of the Pete. You know exactly. That's a, science. The classic saying: the chorus happens again. And then there is an interlude for all the boys who the dance floor didn't love and all the girls whose lips could not move fast enough. Sing! Until so your lungs give out. And then they, then they do.
0: And then they sing.
1: Mm-hmm. The bridge. So as the, this sort of like group vocal is going with the this ain't a scene, it's a goddamn arms race over and over again. Pete is sort of, or no, Patrick is sort of like vamping this hypothetical crowd. and says like, mm-hmm. now you. And I do like the... Uh, where he says, wear out the groove, but the way he sings it just kind of sounds like, va va <laughs>
0: It does sound like
1: va <laughs> He just kind of spits it out, and I love it.
0: Um, yeah, honestly, I'm like today years old, but I'm learning that it's wear out the groove, and not him just, like, making noises.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up today to figure it out. I li- like, every time I listened to it in preparation for this episode, I tried to figure out what he was saying, and I just fucking couldn't.
0: Yeah no I had no I like sat there and just like repeated that part and was like I don't know what the fuck he's saying all
1: the boys who the dance floor didn't love, and all the girls whose lips couldn't move fast enough sing until you are the the annotation for this bridge actually continues that interview that I had read earlier, um, where the, uh, it, it continues to describe the, that slant magazine interview continues to, uh, refer to it as an unexpectedly funky battle cry that likens the quest for respect and fame to a combat situation. Um, and, uh, Pete's frustration with the ever growing emo scene, which is just, again, like more thing, usually good. Unless the thing bad. And you're not saying thing bad. You're just saying thing mine, leave me alone. <laughs> and then another interview with Rolling Stone. Pete says, there may be other songs on the record that would be bigger radio hits. Yeah, all of them. "Hum hallelujah. Carpal Tunnel. But this one had the right message, he says. And that's where he describes the arm dealer metaphor coming from the movie. Uh, and the song has also been interpreted to be about artists making music just for money and fame and arms race instead of music just for the fun of it. Nothing's for the fun of it under capitalism, Pete. <laughs> there is no pure art. Ugh. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism.
0: Nor is there ethical creation.
1: I love this fucking uh the ending of this annotation says Wikipedia explains it all. Which uh God. Just links out to the Wikipedia page for this single in which All of these uh, interviews are just there. Like this is just copy and pasted from Wikipedia and put into a annotation on genius.com. Please sponsor us. But that's it. Uh, That bridge goes. And then the chorus goes again and it ends. Uh, There's this top comment on the genius page that says, I'm a little man and I'm so evil also into cats. I don't know if that's (laughs) some sort of, I think that might be like a misheard lyric thing, but I don't, I don't know. (laughs) God. Oh, yeah. No, it must be because there's another one. The first one was from Emo Trash 2005. But if I scroll farther down, uh, I get maybe the worst username I've ever read, which is emotaku underscore uwu. Three months ago, I'm a little man and I'm so emo. Also into cats. Into cats with a long A. So I don't know what spot. Oh, it must be the chorus. I'm an evil man and I'm oh so emo. Also into cats, ooh ooh ooh. Also into cats. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. <laughs> this song has been redeemed in my eyes now.
0: God,
1: we can make a. We need a new sec. We need a new segment on this podcast, which is just what does it sound like? Pete Patrick saying that he's clearly not. I love it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't even want I don't even want to touch the video. Is the thing?
0: <laughs> it's. Joe, we gotta. I know we
1: gotta, but I don't wanna. But it,
0: no, I don't want to either. It fucking sucks. It's it's uh
1: it's it's easily like all the things that we didn't like about other videos condensed into one and like highlighted ex- explicitly. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it when it started. I thought, oh, this is interesting because I'd never actually seen it before. Um, before uh, watching it today for this this recording, uh, it opens with the ending of Dance Dance, and they like leave the set. And I guess that's, I was like, oh, this is an interesting way to recontextualize another video you made um, in a series. Which is weird, because, like, obviously they've done that a million times since, and we usually think it's bad. Um, but alas, uh, it continues and it gets worse.
0: Yeah, it's after the dance dance video, and they're getting off the stage. And then it reveals that most of the crowd of teens was fucking cardboard cutouts. Ooh,
1: it's because there's they're just... Uh, sheep who consume the media but they're two-dimensional they're oh my god tertiary npcs and the life that is uh pete winces
0: god
1: i'm exaggerating but i'm also a little right
0: you're yeah that's why i'm dying because like this is correct but it's terrible so they leave and then it cuts to them being in the recording studio recording this song And they're with um, a hip hop producer and there's tons of like black people hanging out in the studio and they're all kind of making fun of Patrick because Patrick is like being white as fuck. It's deeply uncomfortable just because like...
1: It lasts like a full fucking minute.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I don't like, I get that the joke is that Patrick is super white and like there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but I'm just like really tired of them like highlighting Patrick's whiteness against like people of color.
1: Yeah, like it's interesting too because I think we had similar criticisms of Dance Dance, oh, Dance, Dance. for yeah, having we pe- did. people of color as a prop and this a, a prop that exists exists solely to um contrast the nerdy whiteness of the Fallout Boy for boys. Um and then you get it in this video where it's like so much worse even.
0: Yeah, it's way worse especially like once they they get into like the groove of the song and they start doing the fall out boy tm like jumping around and shit. Mm-hmm. Joe breaks somebody's bottle. It like results in a fight and then there's just a, like they show a headline that just says fall out boy like kicked out of the, kicked out the hood and it's yeah. like
1: ew. God. What year was this? Not as an excuse but just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just, 2007.
0: Just, yeah, I mean that checks out but god.
1: It's weird because I have to assume, to some extent, they weren't making all of their own decisions on how to market their music and their songs, because uh, that is how the music industry works. But it is so, like, Pete-focused in the way that Fallout Boy has always been.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I,
1: it, it's, it's hard to really... I'm like, I'm not cutting them any slack, is the thing.
0: Yeah, ugh. no. It's just...
1: Ugh. It's just I don't know who specifically to blame. For yeah. for some of those decisions or lack of um, self awareness and in that in those decisions,
0: Ugh. yep, just not great.
1: I don't know. It's it's you can be self critical of like white people and yourself as a white person, but this ain't it.
0: Yeah, no, you can do that without literally having to use black and brown people as props to do it.
1: Yeah, and then continuing to profit off of your big thing and your song, and it's gross. But eventually, that does end. You get that uh, bad, tone-deaf uh, newspaper th- shot, and then uh, or magazine shot, and then the rest of the video is them and like. There's a party that they're playing in a hotel room, and the there's a, a weirdly uncomfortable thing where someone's like Pete's doing a photo shoot, and the man take Mel tells him to like re- reveal himself.
0: Yeah. Also, he's taking all the pictures on like a phone.
1: Yeah. Which, I, I don't know if it's intended to be some sort of, like, uh, critique of manufactured accidents. Of, like, I'll use it on a phone so it looks like a scoop. But, like, he's clearly not, so it's weird. But, uh, because he, like, looks next to people with literal cam- like cameras for the photo shoot. And he's like, I'm going to take this person's phone and do it. Um, which this is 2007, so, like, the phone camera was bad.
0: It has to in part be product placement cuz that's the second time you see that phone in the video. Is it? Yeah, cuz there's another part where Joe like pulls out his phone. I think after the uh cons after the dance dance video yeah. he pulls out that same exact phone there and like, the headphones. that weird weird
1: long shot that I didn't even I forgot about it immediately cuz it sucked and didn't matter. Um but you're probably right. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's at least like I think there's still something to be said for like the framing of that phone, but it's definitely some product placement.
1: Yeah. Was, um, if I remember correctly, there was a, a, like a thing where Pete had like nudes leaked or something. Am I right or wrong? I think so. I'm wondering if this is before that and just a coincidence or after that and commenting on it, um, as a, cause there's a shot after this where like a bunch of girls are at a computer, like waiting for it to load on a slow dial up computer. Um, and they're just like, oh wow, there it is.
0: Yeah, so I, I we would have to double check the timing, but I would not I be surprised if this I'm was not, him th- like responding. I just
1: don't want to Google Pete Wentz nudes.
0: Oh no 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 no! So this is something where I think we could just we could just not do our research on it. Yeah, but it's better. I would than not be zero percent surprised if this was him responding to that. Hmm.
1: Uh, if it isn't, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Some good irony.
1: Yeah, but then the the rest of the video is just them playing that hotel room. They're jumping on the beds, and then Pete trash and stuff. Yeah, and then Pete falls out of a window. He does, and then we hard cut to his funeral, where Patrick is there and he's yelling at again an all black choir. Even though I don't like that's not what's on the song. It's not a choir mm-hmm. or a gospel nope. choir, even though like the the second verse alludes to a gospel. And then they had this gang vocal, but it is not that, and then they put that in the video anyway. Ugh. Yep. Decisions were made. Mistakes. Bad ones. Mistakes were made. But Pete or Patrick continues to like address this crowd and be like, sing your lungs out and the bridge goes on. You see um people from all the old videos were are there. Antler boy. Also, Seth Green is there? Seth Green is there. It is two thousand seven. Seth Green was everywhere in two thousand seven. I don't know why, but he was. And yeah, like the antler boys making out with what's her face. Uh, there's some weird guy with a cane who's probably from the 16 Candles video because I haven't seen that either. Um, but that's yeah. my guess because I don't recognize him. If he's I not didn't recognize a, him either. If he's not from a video, it's just a weird, funny choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just a weird vampire man.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's it. I, think that, I don't think there's any other music video references, but there might be that I'm forgetting.
0: Yeah, and then Joe hops up on top of the coffin, and then Pete pops out underneath him.
1: Yeah, and then it hard cuts to him, like, waking up in 2003 from a bad dream. The song notably stops, and then Andy's like, oh, you had the dreams again. Oh, we're late. Uh, He's, like, reading a comic book, because Andy's a nerd. Then they go and play a show in a basement, and... Uh, they finish the song, which is weird because why? Yeah, were they? It's
0: wholesome because they're in a basement.
1: Yeah, they're back to their roots, where music was for fun, and you couldn't probably sustain yourself because if you're not making money off of it, capitalism's bad. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, Pete. It's a whole thing. It's
0: a whole thing.
1: Anyways, I think that's the end of the podcast.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think we did it. <laughs> I feel bad that I wasn't more hyped about Arms Race, but it's just like kind of fine.
1: Yeah, it's 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 just there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like decent, but not anything super amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought of a pairing, and I didn't tell you specifically because I I figured it'll make you laugh when I tell you. Um, oh, good. But uh, I was thinking about what other song was a big radio hit that uh, also had some sort of reference to how songs are just about dancing to and making money and. Y'all don't want to hear the words, um. So that is, of course, "Hey Yaw by Outkast. <laughs> it will be on the pairing playlist, uh, which you can find in the show notes. It's a playlist on Spotify. I also added, um, last time I we just did the one pairing for Irresistible, but I ended up putting the remix and, uh, in sync on there as well. <laughs> so I, I saw. <laughs> I tweeted. It's very I, funny. I tweeted. About I laughed. It. It's a I good laughed s- when I saw it on our Twitter. It's a fucking good song, Caitlin.
0: I'm not saying it's not a good song, Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm behind you. I support you and your choices for our playlist.
1: I also support your choices for the playlist whenever you text me and say that you have one.
0: <laughs> it's been two so far and I, I've regretted <laughs> neither.
1: <laughs> oh, Caitlin. Caitlin, Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Where could people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on the internet at Twitter, on twitter.com at C-G-N-8-Rs. And uh from there I have a pin tweet that's more or less relevant. But you should just check out the shit I do because it's cool. You girls in critical distance this week. Fuck yeah. So we out here, baby.
1: We out here. Caitlin writes really good things about video games. Um you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ghost of joe, ghost of jo where I tweet about uh the shows I make and some other things sometimes um you can follow the show's twitter at swgdpod. yep making sure that was right swag the pod, um, swag the pod. so you can see a shit post about fallout boy occasionally uh tweet out new episodes
0: and run polls
1: yeah we did a poll on uh if people preferred the album mix or demi lovato remix of irresistible and i think it was 70 percent demi lovato If I remember correctly. Yeah. Demi Demi won. Demi won. I just can't remember how much she crushed the album version under a high heel boot. Much like you wish for.
0: Please. Review us on iTunes, please. We also have a Discord server. Yeah. That you can check out. That's cool. That we're in. And, um, I think that's everything.
1: Um, I think so. Yeah. If there's anything else that's in the show notes, but, um. Cool. Great. Awesome. Caitlin!
0: Yes, Joe. Is
1: this more than you bargained for yet?
0: This one... was actually less, I think.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see you next Wednesday with a different Fall Out voice song. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: I'm Cam, I'm Jory, and we're the hosts of CWFP,
0: the casual wrestling fan podcast, your weekly
1: universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling, and occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and All Elite Thoughts as well. If you're tired of marks constantly booing a product they regularly support and pay for you can find us hosted on the orange groves network or through your preferred podcasting app wait why won't the undertaker stop booing the company